0: Alright, well good morning everyone, good to see each of you out, and if you can, if you have your Bibles with you, which I hope you do, if you could take it, turn to the book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter number 10 is where I'd like us to be this morning, 1 Samuel chapter number 10, and we're going to look at a passage of scripture here, actually um, we'll look at some verses here in chapter 9 and 10, but our text this morning Going to be found in chapter number 10. So, give you a chance to turn there. And uh, you know what? I'm actually going to begin reading in verse number 17. So, 1 Samuel chapter number 10. And verse number 17, the Bible says, And Samuel called the people together unto the Lord to Mizpah. And said unto the children of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought thee up out of Egypt, and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of all kingdoms, and of all them that oppressed you. And ye have this day rejected your God, whom himself saved you out of all your adversaries and your tribulations. And ye have said unto him, Nay, but set a king over us, Now, therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands. Verse number 20 goes on and says, And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was taken, and Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, if the man should yet come thither. And the Lord answered, Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. And they ran and fetched him thence. And when he stood among the people, he was higher than any of the people from the shoulders and upward. And Samuel said to all the people, See ye him whom the Lord hath chosen, that there is none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted and said, God save the king. Then Samuel told the people the manner of the kingdom and wrote it in a book and laid it up before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. And Saul also went home to Gibeah, and there went with him a band of men whose hearts God had touched. But the children of Belial said, how shall this man save us, and they despised him and brought him no presence, but he held his peace? Why don't we just ask the Lord to bless our lesson this morning, our dear heavenly Father, we come before you. I thank you for each one that is here this morning. I pray that you would be with uh the next few moments as we study your word be with uh I just pray that you'd uh you would speak to us this morning, be with each of the other classes as already was mentioned I pray that you would bless them and uh, pray that most of all the things that we say and do here this morning would bring glory and honor to you. Well um, this passage of scripture that we read we're gonna we're gonna look at this uh, story here this is obviously dealing with Saul and uh, becoming king there in Israel and this was uh, what was going on at this time in the nation of Israel is really a a transition and um, I had uh, plans to uh, teach this lesson uh, before, uh, obviously, um, it was actually before all the events that happened this past week, and so it is amazing, yesterday as I was studying this, I was looking at this, this uh, I feel this is a very uh, timely, um, timely lesson, which I hadn't designed it that way, but looking back, I can see how God had designed it. But what was going on in the nation of Israel was they uh, they were, before uh, the kings had taken, they were a theocracy, and so God was their king. They had judges, um, but we know through, um, through the scriptures, we see that the nation of Israel, they wanted a king. They wanted to become a monarchy. In fact, uh, if you turn back a couple chapters, uh, do that with me, to chapter number 8, we can see that as a nation, The nation of Israel at this point in history, they had rejected God. Chapter number 8 and verse number 5, 1 Samuel chapter 8 verse number 5, the Bible says, and said unto him, behold thou art old. So they're saying to Samuel, Samuel was the prophet at this time. God spoke to Samuel. Samuel spoke to the people of Israel and they said, Samuel, you're old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways, which was true. They were wicked. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And so Daniel or excuse me <laughs> you can tell what I've been uh, what I've been teaching the last year, Daniel. Daniel isn't even on the scene yet. He's to come later, but uh Samuel is uh, is is correct here. He knows it's not God's will for Israel to have a king. Yet they wanted a king. They said, "Samuel, you're old. Your sons aren't going to take over for you. We want to be like all the other nations." They were rejecting God. In fact, look uh, further on in the chapter, uh, chapter or uh, chapter verse nineteen. After Samuel goes through and he. He warns them, he tells them, are you sure you want a king? You understand when a king comes on, what they're going to do. He says in the pre- the verses, I'm, I'm skipping them. He says, they're going to take your sons. Your sons and your, your daughters are going to be servants to the king. They're going to tax you. And so uh, yet, Israel said, we don't care about that. We want a king. They were rejecting God. Verse 19 Samuel says, nevertheless, or uh, the, Bi- the Bible says, nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, nay, but we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all the, na- the nations, that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And Samuel heard all the words of the people And he rehearsed them in the ears of the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto their voice and make them a king. And Samuel said unto the men of Israel, Go ye every man unto his city. And so we can see that uh, this wasn't Samuel's idea, saying, okay, I'm I'm getting old, we need a a replacement prophet, or we're going to get a king. This was not Samuel's idea. This was Israel. The tribes they wanted to be—they uh, want—they didn't want God uh, to rule over them. They wanted a king to be like all the other nations that were around them. And so, when you read chapter nine and chapter number ten here in the book of First Samuel, these chapters record the selection of Saul to be Israel's first king. They hadn't had a king up to this point, but God had chosen uh, Saul to be that man. Now, getting back to our text here in chapter number 10 and verse 17, what we are reading about here in our text is really the public announcement to Israel there at Mizpah. This was Mizpah uh, was a city in the tribe of Benjamin. And Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin, is if you looked at a map, if you look at a map, you may have one in the back of your Bible. If you have a, if you have maps, the tribe of Benjamin is the smallest of the tribes, but it's right there in the middle of all twelve tribes. Mizpah was a city there in the tribe of Benjamin, and so what Samuel has done here is he has gathered all the tribes together in Mizpah. To make the public announcement that Saul is going to be the king he is going to be the king this was effectively Saul's he is now at this point the king elect we just had in our country we have a new president elect this past year or this past week that was that made um, that made our uh, Uh, Joe Biden, the president-elect now. He is going to be inaugurated uh, later on this month. That's the plan. But Saul is not the king yet, but he is, for lack of a better term, the king-elect at this point. So Samuel has gathered all the tribes together. He's made the public announcement, we have a new king. Saul is going, and you read on, I think it's actually in the next chapter Chapter number eleven, you can see that Saul is now a, a, a made king. There in chapter number eleven, but this is the announcement. And in the in chapter number nine, in the previous chapter, we read how Samuel had already met with Saul, and anointed him, and told him that God had appointed Saul. God had called Saul to be the captain over Israel, over the nation, or to be the king. And uh, the story goes, and and we won't read the entire uh, story, but I'll tell it to you. Uh, It begins back in chapter number 9 where we read how uh, Samuel, he had already met with with Saul, or or, excuse me, it starts with Saul's father, Kish, um, back at the very beginning of chapter number 9. Uh, we're introduced to Saul here in this chapter and uh, it, it, they talk about Saul's father Kish and how he had lost some, uh, some donkeys uh, some asses and he sent Saul out to, um, with one of his servants and, he, and Kish the father of Saul came to him and said hey we've lost uh, some of our donkeys our asses why don't you take one of our servants, go out and, and search for them. And and uh, we see how Saul left with this servant, and they searched high and low for these donkeys. They they went up, and they were looking all around. In fact, they had been gone so long that Saul and the servant were starting to say, well, you know what, if we don't return back back home, Kish, your father, he's going to he's going to start to worry what happened to Saul. He's going to start looking for us instead of the donkeys. And and so they they couldn't find him. These donkeys were, they could not find him. They searched diligently for them. But uh, it was the servant who said to Saul, he said, hey, Saul, you know what? We're right near this city, and there's a man of God that lives in the city. Well, that man of God was Samuel. And so he said, hey let' we're close, let's go see the prophet. Let's go see the prophet Samuel And, and uh, back in, in in chapter number nine uh, Samuel was he was a prophet, but uh, he uses the term seer, which you know back then um, seer uh, you know had the meaning that the person could get messages from God or tell the future and certainly that's what prophets of God, were were uh, oftentimes when they prophesy they're prophesying of future things and so they went to Samuel to see if he could help them with their with their problem we've lost all these donkeys do you know where uh, they could be and so sure enough they went to to see Samuel to see if he could help them with their issue you know that's the oftentimes that is the case for a lot of people when they are seeking, uh, uh, when they maybe come to church for the first time. Don't a lot of people, and, and maybe this was your testimony, When what brought you to church to hear the gospel message? Well, a lot of times people will come to church because they're seeking for something. They know they're missing something. And in this case, Saul and the servant were looking for these donkeys that were missing. And so let's go see the man of God and see what he has to say. Maybe he can tell us the future of where to look. A lot of people do come to church, and that's their their approach. They're here, not necessarily to hear a message from God, but what can God do for me, or can he help me out of this situation or fix this problem? And, of course, God can. He can fix our problems, and he does. Um, But certainly as believers, when we come to to God, when we... When we come, we shouldn't be solely coming to see how God can help us. But either way, Saul met with Samuel, the prophet, and Samuel ended up telling him that God has appointed you to be captain over Israel. That was not what Saul thought was going to happen. But nonetheless, the man of God, Samuel, said, God brought you here for a reason. God has a job for you. It's to be the captain over Israel. Now, to prove this was the case, Samuel gave uh, Saul uh, some instruction. He said, you're going to receive some signs. There were multiple signs that Samuel told him he was going to receive. And when he was going to leave, men would meet him along the way and give him some some things. Also, the Spirit of the Lord would come upon him. Uh, Samuel told Saul the spirit of God is going to come upon you and you're going to prophesy and so shortly thereafter Saul left from this meeting with Samuel shortly thereafter guess what all of the things that Samuel had prophesied to Saul began to come to pass Samuel ran into a group of prophets and He did prophesy with them, and and, um, this amazed a lot of the people. But what it does is it brings us to the point in our text here in chapter number 10, this all brings us to the point where Samuel introduces Saul to all the tribes of Israel. The public announcement that Saul is going to be king over Israel. Saul's um, king-elect day. And you know what I see here? Instead of making some grand entrance, which this is a big day. This is a change, a transition, a huge shift in the way that Israel would be for centuries to come. They had never had a king. And here's Samuel making at Mizpah this public announcement that God has chosen Saul to be your king. And instead of making a grand entrance, what do we see? We see Saul was hiding. He was hiding. Even though God had selected him, we see Saul was very reluctant. And so my question this morning is, you know, why was Saul hiding? Why was Saul hiding after all the signs that God had given him and, and making it clear, why was he reluctant? God had called Saul to be king over Israel, yet when the announcement was being made, they couldn't find him. And more specifically, and we'll apply this to our lives, why are we hiding? God calls us to serve, we know that. God calls us to serve, we know God calls men and women, to ministry. God even calls men to preach. God calls us to have a personal relationship with him and spend time with him in prayer, spend time with him in uh, Bible reading, hearing from God. God calls us to these things. We know it, but instead we hide out. Such was the case with Saul here. Now, first of all, what I want us to look at here, and um, Brother Ackerman, if you could just skip us forward one slide, I want us to look at the qualifications, Saul's qualifications. I want us to consider these because if you look uh, back in uh, chapter number 9, uh, if you go back to the very beginning, where we're introduced to Saul and we're introduced to his family, we um, I want to bring out, Uh, some of the the qualifications for Saul to be king. And the first thing we see is his family. He came from the smallest tribe, the tribe of Benjamin, but he came from a very prominent, honorable family in in, uh, that tribe. And verse number one of uh, Samuel chapter number nine. Now, there was a man of Benjamin, that's the tribe of Benjamin, Whose name was Kish, the son of Abel, the son of Zorah, the son of uh, Bechorath, the son of Alpha, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. This is uh, this is Saul's father, Kish, a very. Uh, the Bible says a man of power. A he came from a very prominent family within this tribe, the tribe of Benjamin, and uh, I mentioned this earlier but the tribe of benjamin when you look at where they were positioned in the nation of israel yes they were the smallest of the tribes but they're right smack there in the middle and they're situated right on the border of ephraim which was to the north the tribe of ephraim and judah which was the largest tribe where jerusalem was in that was right uh, south of the tribe of benjamin so they're right there in the middle And uh, in between the northern and southern tribes, and really what this did was this put him in a great position, a huge advantage, so to speak, politically, to bring the nation together. He was in a great spot to bring all of the tribes together. Right there, Benjamin, touching the northern tribes, the southern tribes, coming from this prominent family, he had every advantage from a family perspective, and um, nonetheless, I mean, it sounds like he had a great family. His father loved him, uh, good, good home life. So we see what, can, as we consider Saul's qualifications for what God had in store for him, to be to be the king over the nation of Israel, we see he certainly had an advantage there. With his family. But secondarily, the Bible also tells us about Saul. In verse number two, the Bible says Kish had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man and a goodly, and there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward, he was higher than any of the people. Now, when the Bible's talking about goodlier, it's not saying he was perfect or sinless or anything like that. He was, uh, we know he was a sinner. It's talking about his physical characteristics. He was a striking young man, tall. He looked the part. He was, uh, you know, physically, Saul was uh, no doubt a warrior, strong, Um he was goodly he was tall these are all qualities of the people that uh, I, that as people say well how would i envision our king well these are qualities that i think the the masses would say our king we want him to to be strong and tall and good looking and this was saul he fit the part you know as we think about our ourselves um you know, we've all been blessed with different talents, with uh, different spiritual gifts. We all have different talents, different spiritual gifts. Saul had his, we have ours, and they're all unique from one another. Uh, You know, your gifts are different than the person that you're sitting next to. Some have the gift to teach younger kids in our church, and what a, what a blessing. What a, if you use your gift to relate and be able to teach the word of God to young kids, that, that is what uh, God gave you, that gift. Um, you know, singing praises. Not all of us have the gift of singing, but some do, and they should use that for God's, um, for God's praise. Some have a remarkable gift of encouragement. You know, I can, I can speak uh From you know my family this this past week i've seen this. Um, obviously, many of you know my daughter's in the hospital it's been overwhelming the encouragement that we and her have received from our church family. I thank you for that. The text messages, the gifts um, some and i I can say i this is this this uh gift God hasn't necessarily given me. Some in the church here have the ability to repair things, um, to fix things that are broken. But you know what? God gave you that gift, and we ought to use it. Saul had gifts, um, technology, things like this. You know, you understand we all have unique spiritual gifts and abilities. Saul had his. He had, God had given him all of the physical abilities to be king He gave him a good family he had favor we also know that not only did he have all the qualities necessary to be a king we know Saul was a very faithful person I mentioned how uh, in verse number three verse number three of chapter number nine The Bible says in the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, take now one of the servants with thee and arise and go seek the asses. And he passed through the Mount of Ephraim and passed through the land of uh, Salishah. And they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Salim, and they were not and he passed through the land of the Benjamites, and they found them not. You see, uh, Saul didn't just, you know, go look in one spot. Ah, oh, I can't find them. Let's go back home. He searched diligently. He was faithful. He—it really shows he had a willingness to serve. Saul. He demonstrated uh, when you know, this was demonstrated when his father Kish sent him out to search the lost asses. You know, he had a good testimony among the people. People didn't um, question his faithfulness and obedience to his father. You know, it tells, it, it tells us that Saul had not ruined his reputation as a young man by making poor choices. Uh, young people, understand this. You can ruin your testimony. Adults, we can ruin our testimony. You know, there are things, and uh, you know I want the young people to hear this, there are things you can do when you're young that will change your life forever. Um, you can, um, from a service standpoint, men, you can disqualify yourself from the ministry. You uh, can disqualify yourself from serving as a deacon. You can, uh, really, decisions that you make and choices that you make as a young person, they do have impacts. This tells me what the Bible's saying here about Saul is he was faithful. He was obedient. He hadn't disqualified himself from serving as king. And so God not only gave him a good family, the abilities to serve, he had a good testimony. But then uh, the last thing, as we are just touching on his qualifications is his fitting here. And um, we see that God had also called Saul. Look with me in verse number 27 of chapter number nine. Chapter number nine, verse 27. So God had brought Samuel and Saul together here. And there this is when they first went to meet with with uh, when Saul and the servant uh, went and sought out Samuel. And we see here that at the end um, or towards the end of their uh, verse 27, it says, and as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, bid the servants pass on before us. And he passed on. Okay, so now we have it where it's Samuel and Saul, just the two of them together, the servants gone away and he says but stand thou still a while that i may show thee the word of god verse number one of chapter 10 then samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon saul's head and kissed him and said is it not because the lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance you know saul thought he was just going to samuel to figure out hey samuel can you can you point me in the right direction of where my don- donkeys are? And Samuel said, No, oh, no, no. God didn't bring you to this place for me to tell you where some donkeys are. He brought you here to hear a message. God is calling you to be the king. And so God called Sam, uh, Saul. Saul knew that God had a job for him to do, and he confirmed it with signs. We know uh, in verse number 7 of chapter 10, as Saul leaves, um, it says here, and and let it be when these signs are come upon thee, that thou uh, do as the occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. Um, the message that Samuel had for Saul was confirmed with signs, and, and in verse number 6, we see that, Samuel says, the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, Saul, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned into another man. And verse number nine, it goes on. So Samuel says, God's going to change you, Saul. Verse nine, and, and it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. And so the message that Saul had received from the man of God, it came to pass. This was all leading up before his announcement, this big announcement. So, you know, not only, uh, not only did Saul have all the right things to become king, all the characteristics, the physical qualities, he was faithful, hadn't ruined his testimony, God had called him. He had confirmed it with signs. And God had changed Saul. And you know, when God does a work uh, in our hearts, um, you have to understand God does a work in your heart when he calls you to to serve him. He does. You may not feel uh, fit to do what God wants, but understand this, God will not only enable you, He will change your heart. And this is is what he did with Saul. With all of this, with all of these advantages that Saul had, why was Saul reluctant? Saul had a good family. That's a huge advantage. He had many favorable characteristics, many talents. He was already obedient. He understood God had called him. For a purpose. Why? Why was he reluctant? Why did Saul hide? Well, why was he hiding? Why are we hiding? You know, there are several reasons why we can hide out from God. I want to give you just three. Three reasons very quickly why we can hide out from God. I don't know which one was Saul's reason. But the first is we can be in a comfort zone. Um, Go back to chapter seven of 1 Samuel. We see here that leading up to leading up to this time when God called Samuel or Saul to be the the king, Israel was at a time of peace, relatively. Um, Their enemies had been subdued. Look here in chapter number seven and verse 13. Says, So the Philistines were subdued, and they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. And the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron even to Gath. And the coast thereof did Israel deliver out of the hands of the Philistines. And there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. So Saul. Or Israel at this time. They're living in the period of the judges, but this is a time unlike any other time in their history. We know that Israel has been slaves, they've come out of bondage, and they, they've had to fight battles. They've had the Philistines, they've had all these enemies, but right now it's a time of peace. And, you know, uh, maybe Saul is like, you know, why rock the boat? You know, when it comes to um, serving God, God may call us to do uh, something. It could be a ministry. Um, It could be a calling, a full-time service. Whatever the case, sometimes the reason why we hide out from God is, you know what? Things are peaceful right now in my life. Why do I need to, I don't want to step out and rock the boat understand this God wants to stretch our faith now why why does God want to stretch our faith well because number one faith pleases God Hebrews 11 verse 6 says but without faith it is impossible to please him you cannot please God without faith and uh, faith is meant to grow Um, faith uh, in our lives is not meant to be stagnant it's not meant to decrease certainly It's meant to grow. And so times of peace are, you know, there's a danger there uh, by not stretching your faith. People hide out when they are in a comfort zone. They like the way their life is going, and they don't want to change it by giving up comfort for serving God. Perhaps this was the case with Saul. I don't know. Why was Saul hiding from what God had called him to do? Maybe things were just going well for him. He didn't want to step out and stretch his faith. Perhaps this was the case with Saul. Perhaps this is the case with you today. But there are other reasons why people hide out from God. They can be overwhelmed by the task. And this this really is talking about fear. They fear. Fear is based on feelings, <laughs> And uh, there can be a feeling of unworthiness. And I think this one did apply to Saul. If you go back to chapter 9 and verse number 20, look at what is said here. As Samuel's talking with Saul, the Bible says, And Saul answered and said, Am not I a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? Am I family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Wherefore then speakest thou so to me? And Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them into the parlor and made them sit in the chiefest place among them that were bidden, which were about 30, uh, or actually, you know what, I, that's, I, didn't, I didn't mean to read verse 22. I meant to read verse 20 uh, before reading verse 21. But basically, Saul, in verse 20 Uh, Samuel says, For thine asses that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them. I talked about how Saul was so focused on finding the donkeys. Samuel said, Don't worry about the donkeys. They're found. And all whom is all thy desires of Israel, is it not upon thee and all thy father's house? And that's when Saul's response to Samuel was, Hey, you know, why why are you talking to me about this? i come from the tribe of benjamin that's the smallest of the tribes i'm not worthy he had feelings of un- unworthiness fear um, fears uh, we can have be overwhelmed by the task at hand that god has given us um, when we have fear based on really the awesomeness of the responsibility you know it's too much for me i can't There is no way that I can teach that Sunday school class, or I can't serve God in that way. I I can't talk in front of people. It's too great for me. What if I fail? Fear is based on a lack of faith. That is a failure, of course, to consider what God can do. Faith is the essential connector between the word of God and the heart of the individual. We have to have faith. It's the connector between God's word and God's work. All that is required of us is faith. Trust God. Let him take care of the rest. But the last reason why, and there are several reasons why we can hide out from God. We can hide out. We're in a comfort zone. Don't want to rock the boat. Maybe we're overwhelmed. God's wanting me to do something that I'm just fearful, I'm going to fail. Or it could be this third reason we're concerned about what others may think or say or do. How are others going to respond? And we read this in verse uh, number 26 and 27 of chapter number 10. We already read this, but remember when Saul went home to Gibeah, there was a band of men whose Uh, hearts, uh, the Bible says God had changed. They went with Saul. But notice verse 27. But the children of Belial said, how shall this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no presence, but but he held his peace. Don't expect everyone to be with you. Your family, you know, don't expect. If you make The decision, you know what? I, this year, 2021, I'm going to be in every church service, regardless of what family events get planned. I'm going to be in the Lord's house. Or, I'm going to do this ministry for God. God has pressed it upon my heart to serve Him this way. God's, we serve through the church. I'm going to do this. Don't expect everyone to jump on board with that decision, especially your family, friends. They, many, um, Many will not understand, but we must regard God more than man. Some scriptures here, and we'll close with these. Um, Galatians chapter number one, verse 10 says, "For For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. It's hard to please both. You have to make a choice, serve God or man. Proverbs tells us that the fear of man bringeth a snare. It's a trap, you know, Um, trying to please man. It's a trap. Peter and the other apostles, they uh, they're in the early churches when they had to stand up to the religious crowd. They just said we ought to obey God rather than man. That's the right choice. And when a man's ways please the Lord, it's amazing what God will do. He will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. And so we know not everyone was pleased with Saul uh, being chosen as king. There were were groups within the nation that didn't jump on board with Saul being the king. But look at verse 22 of chapter number 10. Verse 22, it says, When they couldn't find Saul, therefore they inquired of the Lord further, if the man should come thither. And the Lord answered, Behold, Saul hath hid himself among the stuff. When they sought to find Saul, they couldn't find him. Why? Where did Saul go? He's king. This This is the big announcement. Where did he go? Well, the Bible says Saul hid himself among the stuff. You know, sometimes it's easy to get hidden among the stuff. What is stuff? Well, it's, you know, baggage, (laughs) I suppose. You know, in our personal lives where much is going on, it's easy to get buried in stuff, the cares of this life. Too busy with stuff that you neglect your personal time with God. Too busy with stuff to serve God. Whatever the case is, you see what I'm saying? Saul was he was busy, he was hiding in stuff. You know in a church when the church is is moving forward and this church we're moving forward. We've got a big project before us, but we also have the great commission still. That we're moving forward. When a church is busy, it's easy to hide out. People are serving God and it's good, but not everyone serves God. Why? Well, they just kind of get hidden in the stuff. Last point here, God's placed you here. If you're a member of the church, God's placed you in the body here at Corridor Baptist Church. Corridor Baptist Church is a local body of members He's given you pastors and teachers to equip you. We're equipped through the preaching of the word. He's given us talents, gifts. They're all unique. They're all needed in the church. And so perhaps today you can say God's been calling you to serve him, whatever the capacity is. Maybe it's, you know, what, there are so many ministries that need servants Maybe God's calling you today to get busy serving him. Understand this. It's easy to hide out from God. Hide out in the stuff. Whatever the case is, God's give, you know we're, we're equipped in the church. We all have the talents. We all have the, the ability. God's given that. We just, need, we just need to trust God in the matter. Don't be like Saul. That's the point today. Don't be like Saul. Don't hide from God. Be a willing vessel for the Lord. Serve him. And so that's our challenge this morning. I hope that that was a blessing to you. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and dismiss, and then we'll begin the morning service. So you're dismissed. Thank you.